everybody and welcome to a brand invading adam cole punching schmaz ending episode of the brothers of discussion we're going to talk everything from the recent job the writing team's been doing a great job by the way uh preview aew's full gear card and talk about the first ever women's war games match for nxt i'm michael matt you're my brother how the heck are you? I'm doing swell. Mike, <clears throat> I we arguably had one of the, since this show has started, I think one of the best weeks in pro wrestling. And uh, God, God bless it all because we also have a pay-per-view on a Saturday night and it's not on a Sunday. And I, I think we should all thank our lucky stars that that's the case. Um, but if you want to thank your lucky stars that we exist, please... Uh, go on over to BOD uh, Podcast first and check out everything there. Go to brothersofdiscussion.com, uh, bodpodcast.com, and it has been updated a little bit because you can also find uh, Brothers of Discussion Hockey on there, which is uh, known as the Discussion 5, brought to you by uh, the That's what Brothers I call of Discussion the and, and uh, the Hockey Podcast Network. So go over there and check that out. Um, let's see. What else do we have? We have at BOD Podcast on Twitter. We have uh, the Facebook page, the Brothers of Discussion, and the Instagram page, which we kind of just double up now for all the Instagram memes. On Instagram, we are brothers underscore of underscore discussion. And we also have our live wrestling discussion group, which is just that, the live wrestling discussion live with, with the group. And they're discussing. What else yeah. do you need, guys? Come on. <laughs> uh, but with that said, we are nominated – I just thought of this, so um, it might take a second for me to... Uh, if, if you go to our Twitter, BOD Podcast, at BOD Podcast, you can find it pinned, I believe, on our page. Uh, if you could vote for us, for one, best duo uh, wrestling podcast, uh, because we're nominated for uh, the Wrestling Podcast Awards, so let me get that out there. Uh, the best duo, best comedy podcast... Oh, and uh, best podcast of the year. Hmm. Yes. And then uh, uh, we've also had some write-ins for some of our two of our interviews. So feel free to write those in, too. Um, But yeah, go go find the Wrestling Podcast Awards. We have it on our Twitter. Uh, We greatly appreciate the vote and we uh, we would love an award uh, for that. So (laughs) cheers to that. Uh, I've got a beer in hand. So literally cheersing as we speak. Mike uh yeah let's let's talk some wrestling let's jump right in because we have so much to talk about and it's actually great news our our, even our other podcast has been filled with ugly awful news as we cover the worst hockey team in the NHL. a lot of sludge yep just a lot of sludge excrement diarrhea and now matt finally an exciting reason to talk to each other yay it's been this wwe writing team matt um We've, we're, uh, you know, just weeks away from Survivor Series. War Games is almost upon us. And WWE's given the full-on green light to have NXT superstars invade SmackDown and Monday Night Raw. And it's been the most exciting 
uh, riveting, uh, thrilling episodes of either of those shows uh, so far to date. Uh, I got to say that I, I, I think that it's it's some, <laughs> I think that's what they thought they were going to get uh, back when they had the WCW invasion storylines. But it was like, you know, lower tier WCW stars that, you know, um, you weren't seeing like Goldberg there, for example, uh, because he was, you know, kind of punting on his, his contract issues and a whole lot of stuff we don't want to really get into. Uh, this is this is the exact opposite. This is everybody who's anybody in NXT showing up. Uh, you know, you got uh, Champa. You got Matt Riddle, you got Keith Lee, uh, you got Rhea Ripley, you got Shayna Baszler. Um, this is all of NXT's A-plus guys and ladies, and they're just totally crashing the party. Oh, boy. Matt, I'm I got to so break you it down. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, let me hot tag it to you. Why, in your opinion, has this been such an effective uh, storyline so far? It's been effective, Mike, and you're, this is not – I don't think this is the answer you're looking for. Um, all creative of the WWE has been, it's been taken away from them because all the pro wrestlers were held up in Saudi Arabia and they had to figure out what to do for the next week. Whoops. So since it was a happy accident, they just got to throw out all the best pro wrestlers and have them fight each other. And whoa, lo and behold, uh, the ratings went up. Um, <laughs> The fans were actually excited to watch. Uh, we had a great show top to bottom for SmackDown. Raw got a little fuzzy in the middle there where uh, the creative got back in charge. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's what happened is, is we just got so lucky with uh, the wrestlers getting held up that then they decided to push whatever they were doing on SmackDown because they saw it was so successful. Let's push it over to Raw, which they did for maybe two-thirds of the show. Maybe a third. Maybe that's more accurate. And then, uh, of course, having it move over uh, into our live shows on NXT. But all, all that, Mike, is is because we took all of the the months of thinking and planning out just right out the window, and we went, okay, let's improvise. What do we do? And I, I think that's that's my answer. That's why this is so great. Is because we took all of the thinking that brought us. Uh, the Rusev cuckold storyline, and uh, you know, even though that's still in there, we took all the other thinking, uh, like the lesser uh, creative effort off the show and put in what Tommaso Ciampa said last night this is the main roster, infused it. And uh, I think one, one issue I'll, I'll say too, one thing that makes this better than what it could have been, or what I, I would guess would be like another way to put this all together kind of thing is um, like, let's, let's say they wanted uh, Ciampa and Gargano to just like crash the party. Like they did a few months ago. Right. It just felt kind of flat because we really didn't know what was going on with the main roster. There wasn't really a reason to it. They just kind of popped in there. Uh, but now there's this idea or the identity of, of, um, each brand coming into play here and which which brand is actually the best and you know it, it was a hot storyline last year when uh becky lynch crashed crashed raw and uh as as the leader of smackdown at the time yeah and i think i think now not just having Ciampa and gargano show up for no reason 
let's 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 have a reason. And I, I will make the argument too. Uh, bringing up Champa is probably the 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 worst thing I could bring up because that was probably my least favorite part of the whole thing was Champa and the Miz. We'll get into that, but Mike, I mean, I, I'm sort of rambling, but w- what did you think? Why, yeah, why I mean, is this I working? think that I think you made a good point about um, when they kind of thrust. Gargano and Champa in there initially, you know, gave us Alistair Black and Ricochet, just bam, 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 bam. Um, it it just felt like a company kind of testing the waters to see what kind of reactions these guys got. It also felt a little bit like desperation, like, you know, people are really enjoying the storylines of these guys. So let's try to exploit that on, you know, Raw and SmackDown because the numbers have been dropping. The way they presented this was, you know, we're tired of you know, Raw and, you know, Raw, and then to a lesser extent, SmackDown being the, you know, the premier shows that you get called up. Um, and it's, it's a really, it's a cool storyline to see, um, like NXT going, uh, I mean, we're on USA also, uh, you know, we're, we get a two hour show with real commercials, you know, this is, this is big time. Um, you know, so kind of, kind of, it's a it's a real battle for pride, I think, yeah. for where they've always said, you know, brand supremacy, you know, in past Survivor Series, and it, it didn't really feel like that because it felt like SmackDown was the lesser roster because it's on, you know, Tuesday or Friday, um, and then they'd always lose all the matches. So, <laughs> um, you know, it was it was booked where it it wasn't for brand supremacy. It was you know, it was big brother and little brother, but now this definitely feels like, especially with the way they booked NXT guys, um, and girls to, to win, uh, basically do a clean sweep all the way through SmackDown and raw. Um, it feels like they're definitely trying to show that these are, these are equal, um, and that they might be, um, uh, you know, getting, they might even be getting away from that quote unquote call up. Um, you know, and just saying that now we have three brands. Yeah. And I think, Which, well, well, you know, Mike, they used to do with ECW, but I think this is, this is much more interesting because it's, it's, it's all the plucky, you know, younger guys who haven't had a chance, you know, on like a, like a WrestleMania, for example. Well, we brought this up, Mike. Um, I don't know if you remember <laughs> when NXT first got announced and we were trying to figure out how could, like, how could the WWE easily win the Wednesday Night Wars, this was the exact thing that we brought up, was have NXT and Raw and SmackDown go at it at Survivor Series. It's not even, it's not even like we were close. It's not yeah. even like we brought up, we'll have some of the NXT guys fight on Raw and SmackDown. We said, okay, they're all on cable TV, so we'll have them all battle it at Survivor Series, and you'll probably win uh whatever this this war is supposed to be and um i just i don't know it it was obvious to uh uh, it was obvious to us then and i think it's it's still that was like the easy decision is is legitimize this brand of nxt um and give the fans what they want you've got so many different things working in every direction with this You, you could still infuse roman reigns wherever you want you can have seth rollins continue to win i guess but then you also get to see Adam Cole and Undisputed Era in the main event. And you yep. get to see Champa come out and challenge, even though when he challenged the Miz, is kind of... But then, you know, you've got Finn Balor yeah, bouncing yeah, Miz, around. Miz definitely won that interaction. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was kind of hard to watch, to be honest. 
Um, I know we want to get into it, uh, but I, I don't know. Do you want to, do you want to talk about that first? Cause I, I feel like now we're just, we're circling the drain. Let's, yeah, let's, was, talk, uh, let's talk about that champ. It wasn't, it wasn't Champa's best work, but it, it got him in the ring with Miz. Man, I'm going to hot tag you. Um, so yeah, far out of this week, one. who, who would you say won the week? So we're not, not including this brand new SmackDown that comes out, um, you know, probably when you're listening to this episode, but um, you know, this past Wednesday, Monday, and then the previous Friday, which person ultimately won the week? Oh wow! Um, out of every pro wrestling show? Yeah, not out of AEW. We're just saying ah, out of okay. this storyline going. Um, I think the obvious winner is Adam Cole. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's even uh, he had to have the OC come out and and attack him and his and his team. To, to take him down, but I mean, he, he takes down Daniel Bryan clean. That's, that's all he needed. It didn't really even matter what happened with Seth Rollins. And a lot of us right now are discrediting whatever that, I don't know, ending was anyway. So yeah, Adam Cole, a thousand percent is the winner for me. And, and again, just, just the victory over Daniel Bryan, whatever happened on raw happened on raw, but beating Daniel Bryan clean says so much about what they think about Adam Cole and what they want to have happen with NXT because, uh, you know, but bless them too. Like Daniel Bryan has been talking about this for a while, how he's, he's ready to start, you know, laying down for, for the younger guys. Uh, I yeah. think he knows too, that his body's wearing down. There's no secret there. Uh, and this is a great opportunity for him to finally, you know, stop doing these silly feuds that really aren't accomplishing what uh what we're talking about right now with adam cole you know getting over and and giving him an opportunity to get in the ring with with some real talent forget the eric rowan stuff i love i love the bludgeon brothers or whatever they're gonna be now uh with luke harper and eric rowan but the bearded boys it means so much more to see daniel bryan and adam cole going at it i that warmed yeah. my heart. I mean, if Brian, he's going to be like, you know, John Cena a couple years ago, and he would just, you know, not have a, a ton of matches, but he would have matches to try and get people over, or at least, you know, battle young guys. I think that'd be a, a fantastic spot for him. Um, I, I, It's hard to not pick Adam Cole as the winner of the week, since he basically was in the main event all three nights. Um, but I'm going to say maybe kind of a surprise, Matt. Um, was Matt Riddle. I think it's not necessarily that he was in the most prominent spots, but for me, it kind of felt like outside of pops for NXT in general, or like when the, the new day music hits or the street profit music hits, Matt Riddle was getting thunderous ovations for the bro chance. Um, I, I didn't know this guy was that over. I know it took, you know, you and I a little while to warm up to him, but, um, when he showed up Friday and Monday, I think, you know, it was, uh, uh, a lot of excitement. And then Wednesday when he was the hot tag in that three on three match, whoo, man, that stadium was roaring for him. He was, um, electric with his suplexes. Um, the OC and AJ definitely sold the crap out of all his moves. Um, you know, like the running knees, the bouncing off the corners, um, the flying forearms, um, the the broton instead of the senton. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It's you're never gonna look bad against AJ, but that that crowd was just dying for him to get into the match. Um, 
I, I don't know whose booking decision that was to have Champa take most of the, the damage for the NXT team and then have uh, Riddle and Keith Lee come in and save the day. But, uh, man, just, uh, just a great decision there. And I, I, I didn't think we'd be saying this, but they, they have something in Riddle. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was somebody to, you know, maybe defeat Brock Lesnar someday. Like, he, he got that kind of reaction and adoration. Um, it's really impressive stuff. I, I don't know if you saw, I think Matthew Botchmania was retweeting um, some people on the peripheral who were just like, damn, you know, just sharing videos of uh, uh, Riddle's, um, the reaction he got from the crowd. It, it was really cool. Uh, it sounds like this company, you know, they do make mistakes, right, Rusev? Uh, but yeah. it looks like they're doing something right with this NXT storyline um, with propping up Adam Cole and building up Matt Riddle. They're doing it. No, and it's, I mean, that, that's the thing we have to keep talking about, uh, that, that what they're doing right now, regardless of how they got into this situation, like I already mentioned, is definitely part of it is the happy accident. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. and there's a lot of drama to go into how that happy accident came about. So don't get us wrong there. But, um, but I got one you, more for you. you. Could, well, you could fail it pretty quick right? You could fail that happy accident right out the gate and, and yeah. they didn't. So 50, yeah, 50 uh, booking on, you know, raw or something like that. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, they didn't do it. Uh, Matt, let me ask you a really tough hot tag question, which Jesus. you can only look at half the roster. Now. Well, geez, it's probably like 40% if, at best, but which of the women won the week? Oh, Shayna Baszler easily takes out Bailey uh and gets to have that awesome face to face with Becky. Yeah. I don't think that, there's any debate there. That that they just made her an Uber. I know it's a superstar. TV show, but that that felt pretty real. I uh I tweeted out a week ago. I said I I've spent the last year probably trying to figure out who's going to take out Shayna. And yeah, I guess yeah, I guess we are. On NXT, right out of the year, I still cause... don't have an answer. But no, no, no. <laughs> what I, what I tweeted out was I, I've been trying to figure out who's going to do it, and I said I've decided I never want it to happen. After and that was a week ago that I said that, and now she's even that much like she's taken that many steps above where she was a week ago. Yeah. I, I was just so impressed with the work that she did a week ago. Uh, of course, leading into what what was going to ultimately turn into uh, the first women's war games, but yeah, uh, let's kind of yeah, let's pivot week. into that too. By the way, but go ahead. Well, we talked about the the women's war games last week too, mm-hmm. but uh, are you do you want to talk about the teams? Yeah. Uh, well, first off, I'm going to piggyback and say that Shayna definitely won. Um, I know we both have big crushes on Rhea Ripley, but she kind of got a little lost in the shuffle being in a tag match with Tegan and, um, you know, some schmazz endings. It wasn't, you know, the dominant, um, you know, Bailey crushing moment that, you know, Shayna got. Um, but yeah, let's you talk are, about, let's. You, you would be asking a lot though, for people to be fans of Rhea Ripley too. The, the people who are paying a, you know, paying that ticket with like 30% of the audience there for somebody else, <laughs> you know, paying the ticket for SmackDown yeah. and Raw. And then to know who Rhea Ripley is, I, I think she at least had a good introduction uh, on the main roster where Shayna comes packed with, you know, I'm Ronda Rousey's buddy. I'm part of the four horsewomen. I've been the NXT women's champion for on and off for like a year and a half. 
Like and that. Rhea's like, I look really cool and I have a leather jacket. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I was a, I was NXT, uh, you know, UK champion. I was the first one. So, uh, you know. I, but you're right. The resume is much more impressive for Shayna. Um, God, I'm so excited for her to battle, like, Becky, Charlotte. Oh, but I don't want to see her lose to Charlotte. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, that triple threat is going to be really, really fun. Uh, I, I just, I'm so excited for all these matchups, Matt. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about you know something a little bit closer to happening. Um, the first ever women's war games match, and uh, last night they had a match that was supposed to help decide or at least make the decision a little bit easier because Rhea Ripley still got to flesh out her team. Uh, Shayna does too. We're going to get to that in a second here, Matt. But, um, you know, it was already, uh, um, um, uh, geez, oh, Pete. <laughs> yes, God, Rhea, Rhea was uh, going to be tagging with, um, <laughs> God, what, why did I screw this up? She's going to be with uh, Candace Array, um, and it screwed me up because I keep forgetting. <laughs> um, because I want to give away the 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 fourth person. Because now it's going to be Mia Yim, um, and and uh, Tegan. <laughs> Why is it so hard to say this? <laughs> um, on the other side, Matt, it's going to be Shayna, uh, Bianca, and um, Io Shirai. And what's kind of cool is last night they did that match. Uh, Dakota Kai was supposed to have her her proving proving ground against Shayna. Uh, to see if she could earn a spot on Rhea Ripley's team. Uh, she ended up losing. But, uh, Matt, I got to say, to muddy the waters a little bit, Shayna still has a vacancy on her team. I think we all thought it would be, you know, one of her, her buddies uh, from the Four Horsewomen. Yeah. Matt, hot tag. How do you feel about Dakota joining Shayna's team? I mean, the drama, you know... The drama would be fun, I guess. Like, you kind of think about it, and you go, well, this doesn't really make any sense because you figure if there's anybody on the roster that hates Shayna the most, it's Dakota Kai, based on the story they've told. Like, put her on the shelf for, like, a year. <laughs> so, does it make sense? From that perspective, no. But I guess if she wanted to now get back at Rhea, uh, you know, we've, we've told the story before uh, of, like, when the X-Men have to take down Apocalypse, they have to side with Magneto. And, and right. like that doesn't always make sense, but it's such a great storyline. It's like you want to get... I, I just don't know if if that is there. Like, why would you hate Rhea Ripley that much when you had to win and you didn't? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's on her. Where well, I, I, I guess. I, I think you could justify it where Shayna's... She likes stirring the pot a little bit. And I mm-hmm. think that, you know, she had a really, really competitive match with Dakota. Like they, they got a pretty good amount of time and she could say, you know, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Uh, you know, come aboard. You can get your, your revenge on this, this team that, you know, said you just weren't good enough. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I think beyond the drama, uh, I, I, I can kind of see the writing there. Um, or maybe, you know, Rhea wasn't impressed, but maybe Shayna was. Because it seems like sometimes Shayna gets kind of bummed out, her character-wise, that there isn't anybody who can measure up to her. No, I, can, I mean, uh, it's there. And it, it's, it's a, it's a storyline that I know we all recognize. Um, 
Because if you want to hear some some fumbling, Matt, I'm going to hot tag you for the third time. If you're going to fill that fourth spot on Shane's team, who else would you pick? And right now it's Shayna, Bianca, and Io. Yes. I don't know. They still have Jessamine and um, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir are on the table, but it, it oof, doesn't look like they're quite in the plans yet for um, NXT. Yeah, because if, if you're talking about filling out that team, I know when we were talking about filling out Rhea's team, I, I was all high on putting Ember Moon in there, but um, it would be kind of boring if it ended up, ended up being Jessamine or Marina. Um, so, I mean, Dakota at least makes it interesting, like uh, the drama of it. I, I just, I, I'd probably still sit there and not be as excited as, uh, you know, I would be if it was if it was Ember Moon joining Rhea Ripley's team. So what, I, what I'd rather see is uh, Baszler's team go up to five and have Rhea need to find a fifth. And Dakota Kai is already out, so it's not Dakota Kai. So then, boom, Ember Moon. All right, done. That, that's how you book it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it there first. So Matt's just going to add, instead of uh, Dakota, he's going to add three people, uh, yes. two more horsewomen, um, and then Dakota Kai herself. Matt, I think that we go six on six. So we had Becky Lynch uh, to Rhea's team. And then we add a returning Ronda Rousey uh, to Shayna's team. We just go ham on war games. Well, at least mine made sense, damn it. <laughs> I think you go 12 on 12. And what you do – oh, okay. Uh, I think that storyline-wise, it would be really uh, really intriguing to see Dakota kind of um, – because she – I think she's been in that uh, – gosh – kind of that Finn Balor bubble where he was since he'd been a part of like under contract from WWE he'd been a face and he only very very recently turned heel uh Dakota's kind of been in the same realm um baby 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 that's a thing still I think it would be kind of a vote of confidence to kind of see what she could do with that because I don't know I think her her offense is so violent. Um, I think it would re- work really well in a heel, um, a heel filter. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna say no. Uh, you know, nobody could do that. I, I'm just poking holes where I can. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a thing. You know, it, I think it's one of those things that uh, when you, when you hear can what's going on. Segment, by the way, we do uh, Matt pokes a hole. Sure. <laughs> It's what I do at oh, work all day match. anyway. Here it goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, yeah, that that is exciting. But I think the most exciting thing about NXT, I, I don't know, arguably the week, right, is the schmas at the end of the show. Man. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty damn amazing. Uh, <laughs> it had a... Uh, had Champa and AJ Styles in the same ring, uh, you know, doing battle. Uh, it, it, it was, you know, the match that you, you got to hear Matt Riddle get his thunderous um, ovation uh, for his hot tag. Um, you know, yeah, the OC, you know, battling, uh, getting Keith Lee up on their shoulders uh, for the Magic Killer was pretty incredible. Uh, you know, Keith Lee doing his usual, uh, you know, 400 pounds a man almost. Uh, you know, wrestling like a luchador 
And then uh, then all hell broke loose. And, you know, Finn Balor comes in. We get the Bullet Club illusion. Uh, we get Adam Cole coming in to rain on the parade with a amazing super kick uh, into AJ's, you know, beautifully haired face, uh, ruining a Styles Clash. <laughs> um, just, just chaos left and right. Um, and I, I just met, I think it's so funny that, you know, we're, we're kind of critical of AEW ending every episode with a schmaz and now WWE is like, yeah, we could schmaz it up too. Get out there, Cole. You know, it's just, <laughs> it was just chaos, uh, kicks and suplexes. And, you know, you didn't know the, the fun part about this is, you know what, this is, this is like mom and dad getting divorced and you gotta, you gotta pick a favorite. Who do you, who do you want to live with? And I was just like, I, I don't know. This this is so fun. I I'm just so excited. I don't care who wins these matches, honestly. At this point, like it's these are just clashes we've waited so long to see. Now we're not. We don't have to wait anymore. They're real. They're on TV. Wins and losses are out there, Matt. They're out there to be had. Um, yeah, I th- I think it's a good move too to to put this on. You know the the pay per view that was always considered in the top four. We've always said it was. You know, if we if we had to pick one to be removed from the top four, that it would be Survivor Series. But if you're going to start to put this on a pedestal again, um, I th- I mean, this is this is how to do it. They've tried so hard, uh, you know, having like Sting make his debut and having Goldberg out there. But like when you get down to it, the way that you're really going to define that a show means that much to you is doing something like this. Like throwing more money at Sting and Goldberg, yeah, who, come on, nobody cares. Because then, right. then the winner that night, if uh, I don't know, I'm probably the only person who remembers is, is Dolph Ziggler. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I you forgot about get... that. Remember, Dolph had to take a nap for like, like a half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> he knocked out the entire Triple H team. He did it all by himself. Everybody <laughs> thought it was going to be stupid John Cena, but it was Dolph freaking Ziggler. Uh, but anyway, th- this is. This is how you put this is how you put that pay-per-view back on the map and you know last year was cute you know and you've been doing like the the Brock Lesnar versus a guy that's fine but but this is it this is this is the survivor series like if you're going to redefine it too and not do those silly survivor series matches which I don't I don't understand why people tie up their hoo-ha in a knot over having a survivor series match because I don't know aren't, aren't we past that just seeing finisher after finisher, it's it's like a a sideshow, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially because the past couple of years, like whenever Braun gets involved, he eliminates you know eighty percent of the field. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm never gonna forgive this company for doing that raw clean sweep. Don't you know? I don't want to hear about the right. pre-show. That that was awful. That was such a bad idea. Yeah, um, and, that, and I think that I, I would have left is... if I was Dean Ambrose too. <laughs> I think I think this is that opportunity. You know, let's let's redefine what this can be. It could be so much better. And every fall now turns into NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown for a couple of months. I think that's that's how you keep people interested in this. It, it it's not about like forfeiting Mondays because Monday Night Football is back out there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's about finding, you know, write, writing something that the fans actually want. It's, it's not that hard. And now you've got something, too, to focus on, where you had the Royal Rumble in the winter, the spring is WrestleMania, summer, 
hmm, what do you focus on in the summer? SummerSlam, Fall Survivor Series. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, this is their first time including NXT. Um, you know, it, it makes sense I, because of how much, you know, funding they're putting behind them and, you know, getting this yes Saudi Arabia money can justify them, you know, working with USA and it's uh i i you know they could have done it earlier but we got it now and right now they're they're just booking the hell out of it making the nxt roster look strong uh oh my gosh making the raw and smackdown opponents it feels like they care if they win or lose that they're like who are these you know young a-holes who are getting in the way like i've already climbed the ladder why do i have to listen to these nxt clowns like it's 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 about as close to real animosity as we're going to get right now. And I think it's because people's careers and paychecks are on the line. That's, that's what kind of adds to the, um, the drama of it all. So it's, it's, it's really being well done right now. Yeah. I think, I think if there's anybody that, that kind of needs to take the step up after this whole, the whole, uh, I guess just this one week of this all going down um, and to kind of go along with your point is like Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville. I don't know if you saw like their social media um, after match promo. I mean, they were, they were on the verge of giggling. Um, you know, like that's the kind of thing you want to get away from. Like they're, they, they need to get angry. They need to realize that they, they lost to Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox because you know, there's probably there's probably more money to come out of putting uh, an investment behind them than to put an yeah. investment behind Mandy and, and Sonia. I, I just I, they've been around for a while, and uh, not much has, has come from it. And and right now, this company feels they feel the heat. Everybody on social media is telling them that they're not the best show anymore. So I I don't know I. I want to, I do want to put the capper on here of like, I see people qualifying this as like a desperation move. Uh, I know. Yeah. What, this let's, is just using all the tools in the toolbox. Like why, right, why, why are we even asking, saving this? Yeah. We've been asking for this since the show started. Utilize all your assets. Um, if you're going to have Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole go at it on a, I don't know, a quarterly basis, I mean, that's, that's what I need to know to know which company I'm going to sign up for. Like, why blindly support any other company that can't put out the talent of, of AJ Styles, who just jumps on on a Wednesday night to, to go to NXT? Are you really going to poo-poo it and say, ah, they're just desperate? No! Watch it! Love it! Enjoy it! Embrace it! This is, this is what we wanted! Don't poo-poo it! There's no point in like still putting your hand up when we're getting what we want. Love it. Come on. It's okay I think to what's, be happy. I know what's funny. I, I always end up being more critical of wrestling fans than of the WWE or of AEW or, you know, ring of honor, new Japan, throw it all out there. I'm yeah. always more critical of the wrestling fan because they never want to just enjoy. And, uh, you know, we're even going to talk about AEW in a second. And, and I'm, I'm probably going to bring that up, Mike, and let you know that was like the best AEW Dynamite show so far. And I loved my Wednesday night so much. But it's just, 
we're always like taking sides and, and we've we keep building this society of of walls and barriers and you have to do so much to earn someone's love right. or there's or there's absolutely nothing you can do because they've dug their feet so far into the ground they can't even see above the sand at this point they're just so far buried they're not realizing that change has been made now mike this is this is early everything could come collapsing down next week when rusev is main eventing and and squashes the whole nxt roster but at this point that's not happened we had a great week of wrestling <laughs> just god don't qualify it enjoy it be happy yeah. Love you know it. i, I... The the two things that you know are not super great. Uh, one is whatever they're whatever they're doing with Rusev because I, I don't think it's like we can't just have constant war, right? Of NXT SmackDown and Raw, like it is. It's a lot of wrestling, so sometimes you need to you know, right? Uh, just kind of put a wrench in there, put a little comedy in there. That's why like you know Angel Garza came in on NXT last night and. Um, uh, you know, he's a goofball who you know, has rip-away pants um, so he can put his ding-dong out there. And, and he's going to fight Leo Rush for the Cruiserweight Championship. So it's, you know, you got to mix it up a little bit. So through Sev, I, I get it. You know, they're trying to do something new. I just don't think that it's hitting home for anybody. Um, the other segment that I kind of want, it might be hat tag number four. Uh, and we, we still got so much to cover, and it's I, I want to get away from this. but. Matt, what do you think? Because I was actually intrigued. So to kind of, kind of, you know, lead the witness a little bit. What did you think of Seth Rollins' Triple H? Oh promo yes, I'm so Monday? glad. I'm so glad you brought that up because I, what I wanted to ask you was what you thought was more, um, what like what was more uh, likely to to happen was Dakota Kai joining Shayna or Seth Rollins turning on Raw and helping out NXT where I mean a thousand percent for me I hope that happens and I would pick Seth Rollins helping NXT over Dakota Kai helping Shayna every day of the week I I think that there actually is a story there somebody took the time to to plot that out I I think that that story is is genius and um it, it shows like like now you're starting to see like triple h really wants to put his foot down like not not paul levesque i'm talking you know triple h the character like he's always looking for like that inside so that it even even <laughs> it's plan b right <laughs> plan b he's yeah. looking for plan b right now where if undisputed era starts to crack at the seams like that's that's his team those are the guys he's putting all his money behind but if that starts to fail, he's got a plan B, and it would be Seth Rollins. And I just – I love how that comes full circle. I love how Seth Rollins' relationship with Triple H comes full circle. I like how his relationship with NXT would come full circle. And and just Seth is dying right now. He, he loses the universal title. He, the story he told about Brock coming over to Raw and, like, everything he had done erased, gone. He's so right about that. Yeah. That if that was if we still cared about Seth the way we cared about him back in January, you would like you'd feel for him. You'd be like, oh my god, everything this guy does, Brock keeps coming back. So 
all of that mixed together, of course Seth would be angry about it. Of course he wants to get back at what's going on. And, and at that point, we get an even better NXT show. And while NXT is still trying to fight away AEW, which everybody's favorite discussion with the, the ratings, it appears NXT is <laughs> almost overtaken uh, AEW. Um, it's just like it, it all, I don't know. It's just, it all makes so much sense. Like that would be not only Triple H's uh, way to make sure he wins Survivor Series, but that's also how he's going to make sure he beats Cody who at every turn has shot uh, arrows or, or bullets or whatever you want to say at Triple H on every show he's been on. So Triple I, H, bless him. Still yet to mention that Cody Rhodes exists on, on his show, but uh, man, if that, I, if that isn't a shot. I think that Seth had an opportunity on Monday. Um, and I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he stayed with Raw. Um, well, I mean, he's in that situation now, right? Like he's in Raw. Well, I, I don't think he's going to join NXT. I think what they're trying to do is they kind of see that this face character isn't working. So I think they're trying to slowly kind of bring him aboard with, um, you know, a story that kind of gets him back to his, like the, the kind of arrogant Seth Rollins that, you know, would, would win in the first place. And kind of being this this pandering voice of the company. I don't I don't think that that's really winning people over either. Um well he's kind of a it's, just, it's such a shame cuz I I <laughs> I don't know how they're going to get the title off Brock again. Um well Rey Mysterio, duh. Oh good lord. Uh <laughs> I just I think I think at some point you you might want to get him if they're going to have him who knows how fluid these championships are going to be going back and forth with, you know, the fiend and Brock who are two people who shouldn't even have their own designated brand. Uh, um, But I think if you're ever going to do fiend and Rollins again, you are probably just going to have to acknowledge that, you know, whoever goes up against the fiend at this point is going to have to be a heel. Um, And if you're going to say that Rollins is one of your best guys and he's paid like it, he's, featured on, you know, t-shirts and ice cream bars like it. Uh he you know, it's probably going to have to be a bad guy if they get to that point. So I Well, I don't I know just, if I don't know if NXT needs that at this point. That's all. I mean, it would be to me I think you're right. Like do they need Seth Rollins? No. But I feel like when you're going in for the kill and you want to, you know, like just end it quick. Like that's yeah. that's one of the move. Like the only other thing I would say that would be even bigger would be if John Cena announced he was like a regular on NXT. <laughs> like, I- <laughs> and I'm not, Board you know, I'm yeah. yeah, and you guys know we're not we're not John Cena slappies, but um, I, I just like that that would be that that move, right? Like that would get people talking. That would get people switching switching the channel. There, there's still, it's like. It's just like in politics where you've got the, um, you know, you've, you've got your hardcore conservatives and your hardcore liberals. And then if you're a smart person, you're in the middle, always trying to figure out which way to go, like which part makes sense. So like I said earlier, um, not that I, I, I loved AEW this week, but I mean, if you were deciding, am I going to watch AEW and watch them set up for full gear? 
and see half these guys that I don't really know, again, consider, you know, like assuming that someone isn't familiar with the indie scene, or am I going to watch AJ Styles crash NXT and go up against Undisputed Era and these guys, you know, I, I just, to me, it seems, it seems like an easy choice. So if you're taking that next step and you're like, well, you know, AJ Styles is here every now and then, and now Seth Rollins is ready to take the throne again and, and kind of, you know, now I'm going to challenge Adam Cole, blah, blah, blah. I, I just, there, there, there's, there's so many things uh, to it that, that would make sense um, storyline wise and to me, and then it would make sense uh, from a competition standpoint. But, uh, and you know, you know what? The, the third thing that would make sense is how much Seth Rollins is struggling to get the fan base on his side. He might want this this NXT trip so that he can look like the indie guy again. You know, try and get some of that that uh, goodwill back from the fans because everything he, he puts out on social yeah. media now just gets ripped to shreds. And I I know for, for me, I tweeted out today about my feelings on the Detroit Red Wings making a trade, and I just got completely shit on. And I still feel pretty strongly about my opinion on the trade, but if I could pick to have everybody be on my side or not be on my side, I'd rather the whole world was on my side. <laughs> so if Seth Rollins thinks he's the man and he tweets about it and everybody comes back at him and says, shut up, you suck, which he doesn't suck. Um, I think he'd rather everybody was like, that's right, Seth, you're the man. You and your wife are a couple of men. Go get them. Like thumbs up, happy face emoji. You'd want that all the time. So if there was something he could do. No more dead puppets. <laughs> um, I just so that, think that it would look too desperate. It would look like when they would, they pushed the hell out of Roman Reigns and we just, we pushed back and said, no, nah, we're good. I think if they tried to say you're on NXT now, like the crowd would kind of roll their eyes. Not if he came in as like a heel. Uh, like a heel with NXT? Uh, hell yeah. I mean, NXT's going to be the conquering heroes. They're the underdogs. Uh, I, I don't think that that would work as well. No, if he went to NXT as a oh, heel. Oh, just full-time. Yeah. I Yeah, I mean, it would be cool. I, I just don't think he's going to do it full-time. I, I think they want to have him on Raw. So I'm just saying, like, short-term Survivor Series. He's probably going to feign. No. Uh, joining NXT and then swerve us and uh, turn into meme Seth again. I don't know why you like being wrong. Um, no, let's I mean, move on because we haven't even touched AEW and we gotta we gotta make some headway here. Uh, got a whole match card AEW, to go over. You said this was the greatest uh, uh, dynamite you've ever seen. It yes. ended with yet another schmaz, but man, sometimes schmazes are pretty cool. I like a good schmaz every now and then. Matt, did you like your schmaz on Wednesday? Yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. Um, it was definitely the best schmaz ending of AEW Dynamite's existence. Um, I'd like them to stop, but <laughs> but if they're going to keep happening, that was my favorite. Um, but no, you know what? I'll, let's throw this out there too, since now we've talked NXT, we've talked WWE ad nauseum. Let's let's just throw out. We did throw a, a poll out to. The Brothers of Discussion Faithful on Twitter. We had a 52-48 win. There we go. Uh, for NXT on which 
which show had the better schmoz ending and on facebook mike it was 81 to 19 holy mackerel all right now facebook i i think i've said before there's a lot of wwe over pro wrestling fans like before you're a pro wrestling fan you're a wwe fan but on twitter i think it's at least close um what do i want to say here i think the audience is just stronger for an aew backing uh so even at aew's best schmas our audience picked nxt to win now i just want to throw that out there i took the time to put the poll out there so i didn't want to ignore it but uh that that's that's what happened but uh, let, let's just you know we, if we go over it i'll start it with the uh jericho Guevara uh beating uh uh uh, Adam Page and, and Kenny Omega. Uh, that that match was was pretty fun. Um, I still have the same problems with if we're going to talk about like uh, with the wrestling. I still have the same problems with Adam Page. He just doesn't uh, he doesn't have it for me. I think he's still like he's too doughy, and I know that's very Vince McMahon for me to say, but he's he's too doughy to be a main event guy, and. He, I think he carries himself with a lot of swagger, but there's just not a lot there. There, there's a lot of like chest, like front chest running by Adam Page that just looks kind of dopey to me, especially with all of his lariats. So the more I see that, the more buckshot lariat. Yeah. <laughs> the more, the more it just makes me feel like further away from accepting Adam Page. Um, and and <laughs> I mean, the, you know, the the. The rest think, of this was just oh go ahead. Uh, when he like last week when he did his cowboy shit promo, um, and now that's a t-shirt. I don't know if you saw that. You could buy a cowboy shit t-shirt. Um, that that that's something that helped kind of win him, uh, like me appreciating him a little bit more. Um, but I, I still don't think he's at the MJF and like for me, uh, Darby Allen. Like, those are two guys that I'm like, ooh, I want to see what they're up to. But, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Hangman is an excellent wrestler, but he's – I just don't think he has – he doesn't have the sizzle. I don't think the cowboy shit's really – it's not, you know, jingling my huevos, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I will tell you, this crowd <laughs> went ape shit. I'm always, like, half for the in Hangman? my head. Uh, they went ape shit for Moxley, um, but I was gonna say I'm always like half in my head when I'm about to swear because we're not allowed to swear on the hockey podcast. But um, yeah, they went ape shit for Moxley coming out during this schmaz, which you know I, he's coming out to get Kenny, so that's why Kenny's fighting with Hangman against the Inner Circle, even though he's been kind of distant from that whole storyline. Uh, it didn't, it didn't make that like that was where it it kind of brought me out of it, where I was like, okay everybody's just going to come out now at the end, um, which I get you're headed into a pay-per-view yeah, show. So it's something, yeah, yeah, it's something every wrestling show does. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of pulled me out a little bit, but then we had, <laughs> we had Moxley and Kenny facing off as if they both had lightsabers in hands when they were actually just barbed wire, um, you know, foreign objects. Yeah. <laughs> they come to clash with. But, uh, of course, that all ended with um, LAX jumping in the ring and, and knocking out uh, Kenny and, and Moxley. And, of course, uh, what was really cool, going back to that, that idea of, like, Dakota Kai and Shayna Baszler fighting together, then for Kenny and Moxley to get back at, and fighting each other, they actually took down the inner circle together. So you got to see, like, Moxley is also not a part of this inner circle 
at all. He's just John Moxley, which I thought was a great point to make uh, to have him define himself that way. And that he is really just about beating the shit out of Kenny Omega. So uh, they had this great um, taking out LAX, taking out Inner Circle, and then Kenny Omega pointing at Moxley, and then they just go back at it again and yeah. uh, you know fall fall backstage. Let me uh, let me throw a hot tag at you because yeah. uh, you watched this when it was brand new and live, and I've I've only been watching like highlights and cuts, but there's a a, a think piece. I want to say. I want to say Cage Side wrote it um, that Moxley is already, and they, you know, everybody likes to be hyperbolic in these pieces, but uh, Moxley is already uh, more over at AEW than he ever was at WWE. Now, I know it's hyperbolic, but Matt, uh, the hot tag is is there a little bit of smoke to that fire? I just I don't even know how to measure that. So I don't I don't like I don't like the question because there's <laughs> it's the most subjective question and claim I've ever heard. Okay, well, uh, let's do this. How do you feel like his <laughs> AEW character and use of said character is preferable to his WWE run? Again, it's so early. I don't know how we could compare the two because we, you could go back to Moxley winning the title and getting multiple main event, like pay-per-view main events um, out of out of the WWE. And, you know, he didn't like the way his, his story was told, but he was still being pushed in the main event and winning the WWE or, you know, whatever it was at the time. I don't think he had the universal title, but, uh, you know, the WWE championship. So there, there's there's a lot to be said there. He's also main eventing as a part of the Shield, and he would even main event non-title matches as a part of the Shield. There, there's a lot there for for Dean Ambrose. Um, there's a lot here for John Moxley. I just think what's more important to John, and you brought it up last week, is let's you know let's make sure we care about the pro wrestler. Is that he's at his most happy right now, so he's still getting pushed, right? But what matters to John is that he gets to go out there and and say fuck or probably not fuck but he gets to say bitch a lot more uh so so he feels more at home as long as he can say bitch all the time so i think there's more said for for moxley being happy can you tell i'm being a little (laughs) passive aggressive um but there's there's a lot more to be said for moxley and his happiness because he can say bitch than um than what the push or or what the fans ultimately felt uh in regards to wherever his character was going um but i i you know it's it's something too that it's a hot take and right now obviously everybody's gonna read that and if you're a hardcore aew fan you're gonna get so hard reading that and and if you know you you want to take it from someone who's 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 fighting the middle war you know between both sides and wants to just see good wrestling you're probably going to jump on board with that too, because it's the most recent article that's been written about John Moxley the night of this crowd erupting when he walks out with um, a barbed wire, whatever it was. I can't, I can't really remember right now. So of course you're going to feel it right then. You're going to say, absolutely. You you nailed it. Um, But then couldn't you just turn around and say, the bullet club has never been hotter on the WWE than it was Wednesday night. 
it's like, yeah, okay, that, sure, that's, that's absolutely correct. <laughs> like, you've never been more excited about the possibility of Finn Balor joining uh, uh, joining the team of AJ Styles and, and whatever, you know, we call the OC at this point. Um, so, I, yeah, it's, it's a lot of um, hyperbole, as you said, um, being mixed into that. A lot of hot takes, a lot of clickbait. Uh, but ultimately, I think, I think we just need to be happy that John Moxley is getting over. He's being able to tell a story that he's excited to tell. And, you know, what's most fun is we get to see Kenny Omega and John Moxley go at it too, which um, maybe isn't like a dream match. I, yeah. I know if somebody's saying that right now, I, I think it's more of like, I'm, I'm excited to see this. It's, it's not something that I've always like said, oh, I can't wait. You know, like when he was in WWE, nobody said, I can't wait to see Dean Ambrose fight Kenny Omega. Um, <laughs> it was, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's so many other guys yeah, that we'd I, rather see, but th- this is still fun. Yeah. I think um, to say that he will, uh, you know, that he never hit these peaks um, in WWE is just nonsense. Cause when he was in the final two with Triple H in that Royal Rumble, um, people were losing their minds to see him, you know, conquer the King of Kings and become the champ. Um, you know, and he had those awesome matches, you know, the three ways against the rest of the Shield, his, his battles with AJ, his feuds with AJ Styles. Um, I mean, hyperbole is fun, right? What's, what's, what's fresh is always better than, you know, what's, you know, was a year ago, but, um, I think because Moxley seems happy with, you know, the creativity that he's allowed to have, I think maybe the peaks for him will be, um, um, uh, like more fulfilling. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's stupid early to write that article, like irresponsible, like just, you know, just nonsense. Um, and with that said, um, I don't know if you wanted to touch on more from Dynamite or kind of dive into um, what we got going on this Saturday. But just real quick, I wanted to just touch on Jericho's Le Chavion uh, <laughs> vignette because it was so damn funny. Um, he's one of the funniest wrestlers of all time, uh, one of the best guys on the microphone of all time. And Matt, oh, my God, uh, calling himself – the Olive Garden breadstick of uh, wrestlers because his his talent is limitless is yeah. a line I will think about forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah he, he just had all his buddies on there. Uh, it was tongue-in-cheek. It was really funny. Um, and Cody got himself over with a, you know, a dead serious promo, and Jericho got himself over with a, a Jericho promo, I guess we'll call it. Um, but yeah, it, I, Matt, it did the job because it, it gets us excited for Saturday. Yeah. And I, I know one of the things that we're going to be talking about near the end of December is like best match and best promo. Um, it absolutely can't be ignored that Cody probably did just cut the best promo of 2019. Like hyper hyperbole be damned on this one, but that like you could see the emotion the only thing i could have done without was the hug with uh with uh tony shivani at the yeah. end of the promo um i i made a joke that nobody liked <laughs> but i i said uh you know i i i don't want my my play-by-play to be muddied 
uh, with uh, taking sides. Um, I, I actually put it more eloquently. Yeah, so much I, for that unbiased uh, there we go. commentary. Play by play, <laughs> I huh? Think of unbiased, right. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, much better at typing, I guess. Any hoozles, uh, if you haven't watched that promo, go back and watch it. Um, a ton of emotion on Cody, and and for a guy that that does get his opportunity to to uh, to shine <laughs> on the CW every now and then, uh, he does have some pretty good acting chops uh, because yeah. he either he really is that emotional when it comes to these promos, or he is he is a great actor. Either way. I loved that promo and uh yeah if you're if you're ignoring it you aren't giving yourself the opportunity to enjoy pro wrestling slash sports entertainment which is another thing uh about those two promos mike and this being my favorite aew dynamite show this was such a great show because of all the sports entertainment that was mixed in not because of the pro wrestling which we've been honest enough to admit we love so <laughs> if you are a diehard aew fan and you are grinding your teeth so hard there's blood coming out of your gums just take a second and and kind of reflect like that's what sports entertainment is the difference between sports entertainment and pro wrestling and i mean even dusty roads was in sports entertainment like if if we wanted to find it as such the pro wrestling is is in the ring and that's how i see it the sports entertainment is the schmaz the sports entertainment is the amazing promo by cody rhodes and of course of course mike where would we wouldn't even have vignettes this high quality without the wwe and sports entertainment but that unbelievably playful vignette from from chris jericho just yeah beautiful beautiful so top to bottom does that mean um, come Saturday? Is that uh, the match you're most looking forward to? I know it is a main event, but uh, you know you got some options out there. Is that what well, you're most looking forward to? Absolutely, because you've also now got this um, the asterisk on there that if Cody does not win, he never gets another shot at the AEW Championship. I absolutely love that. I didn't and, even I didn't even need it, but thank you, Cody. Right. And, th- and this was to him saying, you know what? I told you guys I was going to listen when you, you, you know, tweet at me online. He said, this is me listening. You said it doesn't make sense if you're building a new company to have the two old guys go at it. So if I don't win, I never get another championship shot again. And you've made the argument it would be silly for anybody to say, you know, Cody should not be in this main event. Um, because you got to build up the old guys first to make it mean something when the young guys win, right? right? Yep. So even with that, Cody's putting this on there. I think it adds so much drama to the match where before I would have just said, you know what, Jericho's going to win this because Cody's not the guy to beat Chris Jericho. This is going, you know, this is going in a completely different direction. And then, of course, you've got the drama behind that statement and the entire audience getting behind Cody and chanting, you deserve it. And then, of course, him tearing up at that moment. Because now it makes you reflect, too. Like, the crowd did a great job in their response to that promo because um, I, I reflected on, on my own, you know, the, the thought that I had was, you, you've got to build up the younger guys. Yes, you definitely helped me come around on that. But hearing the audience chant, you deserve it, made me think, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, maybe it's fine that the guy who's trying to battle the WWE, um, arguably on his own, like this is really 
the Young Bucks will be fine if this fails. This is Cody Rhodes' name, like, attached to this thing. You know, I, I, think, I think the Young Bucks are in a great position because they're, they're fine if it, if it <laughs> explodes or implodes. Uh, but Cody is the guy who really started this whole movement. So if this fails, it obviously hits Cody the, the hardest. So all that being said, yeah, it's his brand. He's worked so hard to get to this point. He gets a title shot at the second pay-per-view or third or fourth, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool with it now. And, and of course the drama added to it uh, a thousand percent, but uh, we have so much to go through. Uh, and I know, so I didn't start timing this uh, till we were like through half at the end of like the NXT conversation and yeah. we're at 40 minutes now. So we could, somebody listening to this is going to go, wow, an idiot. Uh, what an idiot. He doesn't know how to count, but uh, we could probably be at over an hour right now. Uh, so let's, let's run through full gear. Yeah. Um, I, I think with that on there, I don't think Cody wants to run this company for another 40 years and not get another AEW title shot. But it would be so amazing for that to happen in the second pay-per-view, right? For him I to think get Jericho's, another title shot? I, what? <laughs> for him to get another title shot? For him to never get another one. Oh, okay. If the result was Jericho winning, I think that that conversation, like that swerve, right? That's way more interesting. That's what I always want is what, to have what those. What if Cody like goes because he's kind of been the the face of the company? If he goes heel and just says, "Hey, I'm the owner of the company. Yeah, I'm going to give myself another title shot." I don't know. Yeah, it's, no, it's in play. Yeah, you know. no, and I think that's what makes it so much more interesting than him just winning. And then we move forward. Jericho in the inner circle plummet. Uh, Cody has the title. Who does he fight after that? You know, maybe MJF turns on him. But come on, that's something we want to play out for like months. We don't want to have that happen in the third pay-per-view. So Jericho wins, uh, retains the AEW championship. That, that's, that's the only way to do it. Um, we did get, you know, we didn't even mention uh, the women's tag championship because, uh, you know, AEW doesn't want you to think about it anyway, since they give you uh, a half a second to watch the match. And of course, Mike, I didn't even know that, uh, Emmy and Rio were going to be going at it for the title till last night. So obviously AEW isn't <laughs> super focused on this happening. Uh, any hoozles, Rio and Emmy Sakura are going at it. I, I just, this is also, uh, all right, I'm mad at AEW for still the way they're booking this women's division. Uh, but to just go ahead and pick someone, it's going to be Rio. I, I, I don't think now's the time for this belt to like uh, start switching. No, back that'd and be forth. irresponsible to play hot potato. Like we got to build somebody up. Uh, the only person we really know is Britt Baker, and that's because she's you know with Adam Cole. So uh, elevate the whole division. Let's let's create a monster. Um, as far as like winning not uh, because Rio's arguably the smallest woman ever uh (laughs) i don't know if she's alexa bliss small but she's she's a petite lady um but yeah give her give her some wins give her some some wins under the belt um yeah especially uh emmy got the win too on um yeah on dynamite so that's i mean it's it's there it guarantees a loss on saturday um (laughs) we got two tag matches uh saturday um because we know AEW is all about well it's all about 
<coughs> oh, excuse me. Well, AEW, it's all about wins and losses. Uh, they have uh, um, Young Bucks in a, in a non-title match because they screwed up and lost in the first round of the tournament, so they're going to battle Santana and Ortiz, who actually have their own tag team name uh, within the inner circle, and it's called, like, Loud and Proud. Uh, it's it's some goofy... Here, let me pull it up for you, Matt. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like the holder card because since LAX isn't going to fly, um, I it, w- it would be nice for them to go back to LAX because that's what I, even while we're, we're talking about this, I, I still keep throwing that out there. Uh, but this kind of feels like it'll be early on in the show. And I think the Young Bucks are going to take this because the, the inner circle is going to go home with the, uh, the shiniest prize. So they'll they'll take some some losses and and uh, Santana and Ortiz going down to the Young Bucks is is going to be one of them. Oh yeah, I think it's going to maybe kickstart the show because you know how they bring the energy and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, we've think, also uh, got Hangman and Pac, which yeah could be amazing um, as long as the match doesn't end in this weird two count that was a three count like uh Pac and trent going at it on aew dynamite huge huge problem with that match to be honest and uh, you know it's probably good we don't get into it um but if it, yeah if you haven't seen the ending to that match please go watch it tell me what was going on why did the ref stop the three count because yeah i don't know what the hell that was i have, I have uh, no idea anyway i don't know who i don't know who screwed it up who put a fuck on who uh but <laughs> Because it seemed like the ref was like, oh, you're, not sp- you're supposed to kick out. You know, that's usually what's happening. Uh, so I don't know if Pox forgot the finish. I don't know if the the, the guy um, – God, who is he fighting? Why am I having such a brain fart? Trent. Yeah, Trent. Uh, I don't know if he just had a brain fart and forgot to kick out and, like, roll into the submission move. Um, but I, I don't know. It's a tough spot for the ref because, you know, you're told to book it one way and the wrestlers aren't participating. Um, so what you're supposed to do is, is, you know, put a fuck on them and just do the three count. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of fun that we almost had a double fuck on me, uh, for people involved with AEW. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sad we missed out on that. Um, the ref chickened out. Uh, but anyway, uh, Pac versus Paige. Matt, talk about a responsibility. Pac has got to try and get Paige over for you. The bastard is going to have to eat. Four or five, maybe six buckshot lariat <laughs> to get Matt to love the hangman. That's what I don't want. I'm sick of the fucking lariats. God damn it. Um, Pac better win this match because he's been built up. He's been getting sneaky wins. Like, why do you give him sneaky wins? That's because of the wins and losses matter. So he's getting built up. Paige, he's on a losing streak. Keep him down. He's not doing it for me. Pac all the way. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I'm just, I don't know how many wins he's actually going to get uh, after he no-showed uh, AEW in the summer. But um, I, I think the, the, the responsible choice is to find a way to get Paige over. I don't know if that means a win. I don't know if he loses and then does some cowboy shit. But he's got to come out of this match looking stronger. Because, I, I don't know, I've talked to people who like AEW, and they think that Paige gets, you know, big ovations. And I'm like, does he, though? I mean, like, he rode a horse to the ring. I, I think people like the horse. I, I don't think know the horse is like over. his. I don't know if it's, like, his theme song, but he has, like, the 
most dull, quiet entrance. And it, and and part of it has to be the theme song. Is what I'm kind of hinting yeah, at. I can't hear it's, it. It's almost like it needs those, uh, like a like a ricochet. Pew! <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's what it's missing. Something like that to wake us up. Uh, it, needs, it needs like a door creaking open. Um, um, oh, that was cute. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're going, I'm going Pac on that. You're going Hangman. Um, I think he has to get over. My God, we got, come on. How many more of these pay-per-views before this guy gets over? Uh, I think the main match I want to save to last. So, man, we got the AEW Tag Team Championship, SCU, the champs against the Lucha Bros and the Private Parte. Matt, uh, best for business. Who should go over? Well, how about how awesome is it that they did the tournament and then had a bronze medal match last night? I think that is like the coolest thing that AEW has done pro wrestling wise. I was talking earlier about sports entertainment getting getting that show over last night, and that's why that show was so much fun. Pro yeah. wrestling wise, bronze medal match to make this a, a triple threat for the title. Gene, yes, loved it. Best thing to do for this title, I think Lucha Bros are winning. <laughs> I think when I watched SCU... that, when I watched the finals of that tournament, like Lucha Bros deserved it. Um... Goodness gracious. Um, who's, who's the best contemporary for me to really pick? Um, I got to say, it's like watching... Um, um, God, there isn't a better example. Like, <laughs> watching the Lucha Bros, they're, they're far and away, like, the most cohesive, you, like, well-oiled machine no, on that no, show. No, you, you meant Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, that's, who yeah. I was, that's what I was reaching for. Yeah. Um, no, I got you. <laughs> I got you, bro. I love uh, Otis and Tucky, but you know I was I was not reaching for them. Um, I was thinking maybe New Day, uh, but uh, you know who? You know what, Matt? It, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, like that kind of Ooh. cohesive. Just not Kyle O'Reilly, Roddy Strong. No, <laughs> no, I can't do it. I can't do it. No. All right, but I mean, no, I love go ahead. God, make I don't your know. point. Make your point. I, know, I want Roddy and Kyle. I'm sorry, Bob. I'm sorry. Roddy won me over, okay? Oh, my God. When he did that ridiculous triple threat spot where two guys are on the ropes and he's just running by, uh, slapping his own leg and slapping them on the chest, it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. It looked like when a horse runs by you and slaps you in the face with its tail. It was just the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, For this match, uh, Private Party's got no chance. Lucha Bros, I think they're the best tag team, but... The danger in giving them the win again, Matt, it's we know the bros have it. We know that the young bucks, you know, on that um promotion have it. We gotta prove that there's another team. I, I think SCU, much like Rio, needs to win on Saturday. Yeah, and you know what? You're you're probably right on that, because that's why private parties really in this. Because Lucha Bros aren't going down twice to SCU. Because they already SCU already won the titles, and Lucha Bros immediately stood up and were contesting the three count, just to let you know that they weren't actually hurt or anything like that. So I, I mean, they've gone they've gone quite a distance to make sure that the Lucha Bros still look strong, but that yeah. SCU can carry themselves as a champion. Uh, so you're you're probably nailing it. And Private Party is only in this to take that loss. Um, yeah. I still like that they're in there, but
but uh, you know, you sold me. I, I'm I'm on board. Well, I see you. I think uh, kind of in the same vein as I th- well, the match Moxley I'm most Omega excited match? to see. Yeah, is Moxley and Omega. Um, before we get into that match, real quick, one, two, three. We're looking at six matches for Saturday. Woo! Um, I think. I, can I just say thank you? That this just looks like a tight card that we don't need. You know buy-in battle royals and you know 12 on 12 matches let's just you know five six matches that's all you need uh it, that it's just give me six great matches that's gonna make my wallet feel happier <laughs> um matt i i hope you agree with that if not too bad uh we're gonna talk omega and moxley can i just say that we've been in the <laughs> you and i personally have been in the wwe bubble since we were kids. W, W. W, W. Um, e. We have not gotten a lot of Kenny Omega matches, you know, in our memory repertoire. And I correct. feel like I never see this guy win. Uh, correct. I feel like he's <laughs> always helping to put somebody over. So are you, how does that come into play for you in this being an unsanctioned, unsanctioned lights out match where technically it like another Omega loss. This, doesn't sounds, it? this smells yeah. like Moxley's, you know, this is his bread and butter. Yeah, and it I sounds like we're going to get. Quick, I, uh, I brought it up at work and I said, so they're going to fight a lights out match. I don't know if they're just not going to pay the DTE bills for that match or what. And this guy goes, oh, no, that means they're going to knock each other's lights out. Oh, Zing! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know what? That's better than him going, oh, no, no. It's that's part of the story. They, they're just turning the lights out for the story. <laughs> I, I like that he said they're going to knock each other's lights out. Because it, if it went the other way, I probably would have lost my shit. <laughs> but um, I Who fought in the empty arena. Was that rocking mankind? Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's I, the Super I, Bowl? Yeah. I like, I like Moxley, too, in this. Um, poor Kenny. But, but, you know, he's doing the job. He's doing the job we just talked about Daniel Bryan doing, that John Cena did. Kenny Omega's a, a made man, and he did not join this company to just become an no, ultra super, yeah, megastar. He, he's there to help everybody else grow, because this company isn't going to grow with just one guy winning all the matches. So Kenny is, is doing the right thing here. Um, and, and, you know, did, <laughs> does Moxley slash Ambrose – who we already know exists. Does he really need this? Maybe not, but I, I think it at least makes sense to say Moxley's going to get the win over the guy who's helping run this company. You know, like he's that important. If you want to say that storyline inside AEW, or if you want to say that storyline from all of us that know way too much about the business, um, either way, it makes sense that Moxley, Moxley gets the win in AEW. And in this, you know, how it's 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 just him kind of getting accepted. And I, I hate to put it this way, but you know, it's it's like their own inner circle. It's yeah, that's what's going on. Uh so that I, I think that's that's why that's so important. Well, like uh number six hot tag, Matt. <sighs> this is the match I'm most excited about because it's I think it's just gonna be crazy. It's gonna be Moxley with the leash off. Uh yeah. and Omega is just the I don't know, like an A plus showman in sports entertainment. Matt, what weapon is gonna end this match? Um 
I'd like to see a, a barbed wire shovel that John Moxley has to hold the end of the shovel with the barbed wire and then he buries Kenny Omega. I think that would be really cool. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna go with the lights out theme. I think that a lightsaber. Moxley... We're coming back to lightsaber. I well, like it. Maybe. I, I think <laughs> Moxley is gonna um get a flashlight. Electrocute Omega with a car battery and <laughs> uh literally give him a lobotomy. So I think that his lights are gonna be out. I, I think that's how this match ends. Moxley gets the one, two, three <laughs> using a car battery. I, I want you to have that so bad, but I'm going to change my answer. <laughs> okay. What do you got? He's going to beat Kenny Omega with a ketchup and mustard bottle. And an ode to his old <laughs> Dean Ambrose days. Yes. Okay. With Kenny Omega screaming on the ground, my eyes, my eyes. <laughs> Little fresh, uh, he doesn't need to uh, little fresh hinds. Yep. Yeah. Little hinds um, in the eye. Yeah. So that that's AEW full gear. If we could recap uh, real quick, uh, I am taking Chris Jericho. Uh, which which order did we do this in? I guess I'll go uh, Chris Jericho, uh, Pac, the Young Bucks. Uh, shit, we really put this out of order. Rio, I changed my answer to SCU. And then John Moxley. Matt, I'm going the hangman, Young Bucks. See? Gimme Moxley. Gimme Gimme Cody. He owns the company. He's gonna book himself to win. Oh my god. Vince Russo's <laughs> gonna come out. See, see, that's why they booked they, these shows are bad. Fuck you, Hulk Hogan. And then I think <laughs> Rio and SCU triumph over evil. You heard it here first. Um, why this bullshit with Hawk Hogan? All right. <laughs> uh, and I think the last thing we can't end the show, Mike, without at least mentioning, uh, the wrestlers being held up in Saudi Arabia and how scary this is, uh, that when you think about the WWE was not getting paid by Saudi Arabia. And then all of a sudden the wrestlers couldn't get off of an airplane. Um, and, uh, also wrestlers feeling like they were left behind by Vince McMahon who jumped on a plane without them and left without them. <laughs> and, and the final thought is we can't ignore Mike, as you keep stating, uh, over the last few episodes, let's, let's focus on the wrestlers first. Um, the wrestlers also weren't getting paid themselves because of this. They should not take the fall because they, <laughs> they took money from or you know quote unquote took money uh because they didn't necessarily get it until halfway through crown jewel i guess is the story um but man you know we keep getting closer we, we love this past week of wrestling but let's not forget that this happened let's keep it in the back of our minds because when this shit really does start to go wrong that's when we drop wwe and and the WWE announcing that they're going to have a, a partnership with Saudi Arabia uh, till 2027 is all this silly game with trying to outthink the stock market. So when you do an announcement like that, your stock price always goes up. And the WWE's stock price just tanked a week ago. So they come out with an announcement that we all already knew just so their stock price can go back up. So. This last week was great. This is my final thought for the show. Mike, you can feel free to jump on and then we'll sign off. But 
this is shit. <laughs> this is real shit. You did business with Saudi Arabia that we all said don't do that because it's blood yep. money. Don't be surprised that you're getting fucked by it. And also, yep. stop trying to trick the stock market and just take free money for a little bit. Uh, you know, focus, we, on, uh, focus on what your business is. If, you know, last week we ended with Jordan Miles. Uh, you know, don't support the company, support the talent. And uh, two weeks in a row, we have to say that. And it, we aren't saying it for good reasons. Um, that's absolutely embarrassing. Um, I don't know what kind of trouble those guys would be in to actually like make it more public, you know, their frustrations. Um, but, uh, we, at the very least, we know that there's some cockamamie story about Rollins doing a speech vaguely, uh, you know, about the topic that, you know, he says never happened. Um, it, it's, it's embarrassing. So again, before you start, you know, before you plunk more money down on this company, I, I would think about, you know, these these past two weeks, among other weeks. Um, right. Before you give WWE more of your, your hard-earned money. So instead, spend it on Saturday because we have a hot, tasty pay-per-view from AEW. AEW. <laughs> I'm ready for Saturday. Man, we're going to be there live tweeting in, as always, getting in the Facebook live discussion group. It's going to be a blast. And uh, with that, also uh, find us on Twitter at BOD Podcast. Uh, on Instagram is brothers underscore of underscore discussion for all the wonderful memes I've been putting together. It seems like you guys like it. Uh, we did post the podcast to Facebook. You have a full video. You can watch it on Facebook. We're going to do that again this week. So let us know if you are enjoying that or if you're like, no, I'm listening to it on a podcast uh, app. So... I don't know what the hell you assholes are doing. Tell us that, if that's the case. Um, <laughs> trying to expand the show, damn it. Anyway, uh, check all that out. Like our headliner videos and share them. And of course, uh, like I said, we're going to have a pinned tweet uh, for the Wrestling Podcast Awards, so go on there and vote for us. We really appreciate it. And if you like Red Wings Hockey, we are at EOD Hockey as well. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And enjoy, as my brother said, AEW Dynamite on Saturday. Bait. Right.